everyone, and welcome to the Prime Subjective Star Trek podcast. My name is Julie Andrews, and I'm so excited you're here to learn the do-re-me of Star Trek. Do you learn about Vulcans, Ray? We do a thing with them. Sorry, <laughs> I've lost my mind again. Welcome to Prime Subjective. My name is Chris Newcomer. I'm your host. I'm not Julie Andrews. I know you are fooled by that. Um, today, uh, we will be reviewing two episodes of Star Trek 1 from the current season of Picard. Picard season uh, 3, episode uh, 7, Dominion. And we'll also be reviewing uh, a wonderful Voyager episode, season uh, five, episode seven, Infinite Regress. Um, mm. With me, as always, is our wonderful panel. We've got Carrie Coleman Hinners. Doremi Fasolati. Very nice. And we've got we've got Michael Hanley. Uh Nah, don't worry me, Fasta. I got nothing. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Well, enough of that. You know what you have to do? Now, I need Michael, more sugar. Now you have to sing. Now you have to sing. Um, <laughs> I have confidence. I have confidence, I have confidence in, in things. <laughs> <laughs> I have confidence in me. There we go. Exactly right. We love that. Everyone who knows me knows that's a lie, but uh, but it's a lie worth telling. Oh man! Well, once again, we, we've come back to one of we my favorite on themes: uh, the self-talk. <laughs> self-talk. It's really we got to. You know, on. some people in their podcasts they like to convey, like uh, they like to build themselves up. You know, and me, no, I don't like doing that. Like, what you see is what you get. This is this is. Uh, I don't like to separate. Well, okay. I mean, you know. Um, <laughs> Not to sound like Stuart Smalley, because I know they made fun of that. You know, this is a character they made fun of those types of things. But you know, saying to yourself every once in a while, you know, I'm good enough, I'm smart enough, and gosh darn it, people like me. People not a bad like thing. Me. It's not we a bad like thing. You. Right. There's we two like people you. right here that like you. Yeah. Well, I you appreciate that. Us. Thank you. Thank you. And the feeling is mutual. Well, good. <laughs> well, on that note, uh, <laughs> how are you doing? <laughs> are you- uh, I'm doing great. I'm doing great. Um, yeah, no, things are good. Uh, just uh, did some uh, Easter traveling. Um, you know, uh, uh, you know, that's been with uh, with uh, extended family members and whatnot. So, like, that was fun. Uh, you know, um, yeah, things are good. Things are good. I'm just a little out of it because our Easter weekend did not involve uh, quite as much sleep as I expected it to. So, oh, I see. But that's what uh, that's what uh, uh, caffeine and sugar water is for. Yeah. Oh, is that you? Are you referring to coffee that way? Or are you really drinking caffeine and sugar water? No, 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 no. I'm referring here to uh, Coca Cola, which is now oh. will never sponsor us. No, I mean, I think they. I don't think they'd be mad about that caffeine. And I sugar mean, I'm water sure you could good. drink sugar. I mean, you just put some sugar in water. I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. Same, yeah. I yeah. guess. And so, little, well, I think yeah. I think the caffeine is the key part there. I think probably caffeine is caffeine's good. Yeah, yeah. caffeine's good. Um, well, Carrie, how are you? How are you doing? I'm doing great, and I just want to finish up the Andor trilogy of oh, how Lord. you doing. Oh, <laughs> all right. I feel like it needs to go three times. This yeah, is the, the third the comedy third rule time. of three. Mm-hmm. I can't. We have mm-hmm. to talk about it one more time. I finished okay. it, and I just want to okay. say I finished it. I really enjoyed it. I like Yay, how it all builded together. Um, and it was, you know, it ramped up, it ramped up and it sort of was like leaving me wanting more a little bit at the end. So anyway, that's I'm how glad, you doing. I'm glad to hear it. Yeah, there's um there's there's 
it's um it definitely builds it's a grower as it goes on um ah, so yeah yes. um I, th- I found the uh the final episode <laughs> of, uh, of the first season yeah. <laughs> I, I found the first both, final episode of the first season Chris very and satisfying I started giggling when you said that yeah because we've both probably seen a couple of growers in our day um yeah, you know well you know <laughs> we were both like it's a penis reference you know, penises can be small and then big and it's crazy it's um, true i it's true <laughs> heard a rumor uh firsthand uh from myself I, um, I heard that on the schoolyard on the schoolyard yeah yeah <laughs> way back in the day well i'm glad that you kind of fact checked it true i i do yeah. i do i'm glad you come full circle on the why do you like andor to like hey i liked andor that's a nice, nice. nice yeah. character arc for you carrie yeah that's thank good. you yeah mm-hmm. how are you doing chris i'm doing well how are you doing, chris? I, uh, i'm doing well i uh mm-hmm. I also had some Easter fun with family. We we uh, I baked a lot of things. I baked an Easter braided bread where we had actual eggs, um, oh, not just wow. in the not like cracked eggs, but like whole eggs like built into the braid, so that we had died <laughs> previously. So it looked very cool. Yeah. Um, and uh, I also made a wonderful um coffee cake uh like bunt loaf and oh, you know the, 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 so the that sounds it was, so good it was pretty tasty and so tasty in fact that the hostess of the easter asked me for the recipe which i have to say I, i'm i'm happy that it's a sign that as a, a person of a certain age that brings me a lot of joy when someone wants the recipe for something i made you know that makes me feel Definitely. really good mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. absolutely mm-hmm. um but i do feel like i'm having a little bit of like a sugar salt hangover mm-hmm. because the easter food is oh my lord and my my uncle does this he mm-hmm. does like lamb like little lamb kebab thingies on the grill. So like, it was like a bunch of lamb and then ham. And then uh, I just feeling like maybe I could not have salt for a little while. And it might not be the worst thing in the world. The, um, the Hinner's family every year makes a lamb cake. It's like strawberry cake. But it's oh, in the nice. shape of a lamb. And the tradition is to decapitate. No, decapitate oh. it. So everybody gets around to decapitate the lamb. And there's little. Yeah. Are you blindfolded? No. So we all just, just like... revel in it. <laughs> <laughs> I do love the pagan yes. traditions that have, it's you know, seeped right into this Catholic Christian holiday. It's like sacrificing yeah. an animal, but no witchcraft here, we promise. <laughs> uh, it's just food coloring. It's just food coloring on this strawberry <laughs> lamb. Um, well, wonderful. <laughs> we, you know, and, uh, Michael had mentioned earlier to us before we started recording that there has been some trek in the news. So hey. we're going yeah. to throw it to Michael Henley for some trek. There's in the some, news. there's some trek in the news. We're going to jump through a temporal anomaly here and uh, cool. yeah, visit some trek in the news that kind of happened uh, a couple, uh, I think, one or two weeks ago. Uh, the uh, article from the Hollywood Reporter, I believe, is dated uh, March 30th. So that's a little bit, uh, that's a little bit less than two weeks ago uh, on, uh, you know, by my calendar. Um, but no, I just wanted to log it because uh, Paramount Plus has officially ordered a Starfleet Academy uh, TV series. Um, uh, this is going to kind of uh, they're they're going to kind of reset their 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 docket a little bit of Star Trek shows because I think we discussed in an earlier episode Star Trek Discovery is going to come to an end next year with season five, um, and so so really this is the show that's ultimately going to repl- be replacing Star Trek Discovery since um, and Picard uh, since Picard obviously um, is uh, you know the end of the third season is the end of Picard Lower Decks obviously still going Strange New World still going uh, the official synopsis from Paramount 
Starfleet Academy will introduce us to a young group of cadets who come together to pursue a common dream of hope and optimism. Under the watchful and demanding eyes of their instructors, they will develop. They will discover what it takes to become Starfleet officers as they navigate blossoming friendships, explosive rivalries, first loves, and a new enemy that threatens both the Academy and the Federation itself. Um, which sounds really exciting to me. Um, it's not in the description, but based on some of the um, uh, the social media that the uh, Star Trek uh, account was doing right around when this news hit, it looks like this is a thirtieth um, century show or the uh, the the century that Discovery is in. So concurrent, basically, with the end of Discovery here. Um, which means it sounds to me, honestly, it, it sounds very possible we might be seeing Tilly again, perhaps. Um, but it definitely sounds like it's going to be focusing <gasps> on the cadets. Um, now what, it makes what? sense. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> now it makes sense. All right, continue. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So you think we're not going to um, see Boothby because he will have been dead for like a thousand plus years. Is, we we oh, yeah, totally see hologram yeah. Boothby. Yeah, maybe hologram. I'd be down with a hologram Boothby. Yeah. yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, so it, it passed. Yeah, Ray Wilson is he also. Has. <laughs> yes. Well, they could always recast. They could always recast and just have him as, uh, you know, uh, in, immortal uh, Boothby. Yeah. To- oh, Toothby. Like Toothby. Well, who who do you think would be a good, a good modern day actor of that right age to play Boothby? Boothby. In a recast. <laughs> Mm. I'm gonna Maybe say go against type Rob Lowe. Mm. <laughs> no, Rob I Lowe. Was going wow. to okay. say Rob Lowe. Yeah, no, he'd be good actually. He would be good, Boothby. He's, yeah, yeah. No, he's doing a show with his uh, son right now. I, I, I was going to say um, no, Matt. I was gonna say Matthew Broderick. Okay, I could see that. He's got gray right. hair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, yeah. he does have gray hair. Yes, yes, yes. Um, okay. Or um, Sam, uh, what's his name? Who's the guy with that deep, like, southern voice? Sam. No, Sam, Sam Elliott? Sam Elliott. Yeah. Uh, it's me, Boothby. I'm here to I could totally roses. see that. I could totally see that. I'd be honestly. into that, um, I'm, yeah. yeah, no, I'm totally up for a Sam Elliott in anything. <laughs> um, um, I think it should so, just be Kevin Sorbo again. Just No, he's like, uh, he's like neocon, like crazy. persona okay. non grata. I think it should yeah. be... Dean Kane. Oh wait. Oh, it Dean should Kane. be. <laughs> no. Scott Bakula actually would be nice, even though I don't. I think yeah. it's a little fall from grace. You know, being a captain of a short-lived series too. You know. Man. The groundskeeper. <laughs> we interrupted the news. Is there any? Did you want to cap up the news? <laughs> No, well, I just want to cap up the news to say I think this sounds like an interesting premise. Uh, I know it's been kind of cooking for a while. Uh, it definitely sounds like the goal, most likely, if I can put on my marketing, you know, slash studio exec hat for a second, sure. is it probably sounds like they want this to skew very younger. It sounds very much like it's going to be, um, you know, kind of in the same ballpark as like a, I mean, you know, Grey's Anatomy isn't a, like a perfect example, I think, but it's definitely the the idea of like these are young people entering this uh entering a very very you know tense environment basically um because they're very passionate about you know their calling and everything and also they're bringing into it basically the same problems that young people you know bring into it in any kind of learning thing so you know yeah. um so uh but that and but but that sounds intriguing to me uh i'll be interested to see how the casting shakes out 
Um, you know, obviously the third, 30th century, it sounds like we're here, we're, we're there to stay, honestly, as far as Star Trek going forward, you know, yeah. so like, that's interesting. Um, Tilly might pop up. I, you know, the, I, I'd welcome that. Um, I'm a little bit reluctant about the new enemy that threatens both the Academy and the Federation, because it sounds like that sounds like a little bit too big for like a Starfleet Academy um, story. I feel like it should be smaller stories. Earlier but that's today, just playing off I, the cuff. Earlier today, I was writing a list of all of the enemies that were the baddest enemies on Star Trek. Dear Diary, <laughs> um, these are the baddest bad guys on Star Trek. Were you really Trek. doing this earlier today? <laughs> yeah. Baddest as in most intimidating or baddest as in the worst villains? Like, just, like, the weakest? No, it wasn't a diary entry. It was part of my notes for today. Okay. Yeah. Do you want to read them now or do you want to wait till that you get to where you were no, maybe going to? It's irrelevant. Okay, great. All right. <laughs> it's irrelevant. <laughs> maybe save it for a week when we, we finally get that series. And then yeah, have a new no. Enemy that has another really innate. Right. Um, I feel like if we and, and, start uh, talking you know. about it, it'll go all crazy. And, um, but the new show means that we have job security here at the Prime. It does. Directive. Yep. Yeah. Well, it yeah, does. my my kids will eat again another day. It'll be great. Uh. You, you know, I just want to point out to the other show they've been talking about for a while. It's still rattling around is the Section 31 show with Michelle Yeoh. Mm -hmm. um, since Michelle Yeoh is now an Oscar winner, I have to believe that like maybe that is something that more likely could happen. But I also have to believe more that if she wants to do it, well, or yeah, or absolutely. And well, more what I was going to say is, but also it could be like if they want to do it, uh, they might have to pay up a little bit more um so we'll see yeah well good well thank you for that update uh on the on the on the more uh entries coming into the star trek universe can't wait to see uh what they have to offer um <clears throat> we've got two episodes to talk about today so i'm going to start describing the plot of the first one which we'll be discussing which is infinite regress from star trek voyager a seven of nine, uh, Annika Hansen, if you will, uh, centric episode. Um, so continuing on course for home, which I imagine, sorry, I just decide, I'm sure that there's plenty of different, um, episodes of Voyager that start with, can start with that ex exact same sentence. <laughs> continuing on course for home. <laughs> Still lost in the Delta quadrant. Mm -hmm. For seven straight years. Uh, continuing on course for home, Voyager's long-range sensors detect a debris field from a Borg cube. The crew decides to alter course to avoid the debris, since the Borg tend to salvage materials and parts from their vessels and may return to the area. As their general course takes them closer to the Borg vessel's debris field, Seven begins experiencing a form of multiple personality disorder, and alternate personalities begin to manifest themselves. After several incidents witnessed by the crew, she is taken to sickbay to try to find the source of the neuro neurological problem. Seven speculates that it could be due to an, to an active and undamaged viniculum, a vinculum, uh, a transponder device, still in the debris field from the Borg vessel. Voyager alters course to retrieve the vinculum and investigate further. Once at the debris field, they find the vinculum still active and beam it aboard for inspection. Further scans reveal a synthetic pathogenic virus inhabiting it. Uh, after reviewing a number of data cubes, they deduce that the virus must have been introduced by the Borg cube's last assimilation, a small vessel carrying aliens referred by the Borg as species 6339. Voyager searches out these alien travelers who reveal their attempt to infect the Borg collective with a virus designed to shut it down. Um, I wouldn't, It seems like a popular idea at some point. Anyway, uh, 13 of their people sacrificed themselves to be assimilated so they could spread the virus. 
Part of their plan depends on more Borg to find the vinculum and use it like a typhoid Mary to spread the virus further into the Borg network. Uh, however, Captain Janeway wants to keep the vinculum for a short period of time to give the crew time to separate Seven from it. Seven struggles to maintain control of personalities, splitting her consciousness, including some with memories of the defeat of the Starfleet battle group at um, Wolf 359. While Chief Engineer Belana Torres and her team begin the difficult task of shutting down the vinculum, Tuvok suggests a Vulcan mind meld to help calm Seven. The aliens protest Voyager's interference with their plan and attack the ship. <clears throat> In the end, Belana is successful and Seven is freed from the link. The vinculum is beamed off the ship and the aliens disengage. In the closing scenes, Seven expresses to Janeway that she is unsure how to thank the crew for their efforts to save her. Janeway tells her to report to engineering to help with maintenance, and Seven agrees, but states that she has one crew member to visit first. She's revealed to be assigning readings to Naomi Wildman, who had earlier tried to engage her and help her through her alternate personality episodes <clears throat> to help the girl with her ambition to be captain's assistant. Mm -hmm. After giving Naomi several pads, P-A-D-D-S, you know, with those little <laughs> things, with the data, uh, Seven tentatively asks Naomi to teach her how to play Kata's Kat, a board game played among the crew. Grinning Naomi agrees. And that is Infinite Regress. Yay! Yay! This is one of my favorite episodes of Voyager. Yeah, it's a great one. one. And, and really yeah. gives yeah. Jerry Jerry Ryan such a chance to shine. Yeah. So I, I want to talk about that yeah. for a second. Oh, yeah. oh, I'm sorry, Carrie. Uh, Carrie, I'm no, sorry. No, no, no. Go, 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 go. Because I can talk well, forever and you could talk forever. Yeah, let's go. Okay, well, because I want to talk about seven to nine for a second. So this is a fifth season episode, Um, you know, and, and I, this is a very important episode, I think, in basically my appreciation for seven of nine and more to the point jerry ryan i think because um uh so this is fifth season jerry ryan joins the show in the fourth season uh playing seven of nine and um you know uh when this ep when, when when that season aired i was about 15 years old and i think that you know um when seven of nine first comes on screen i think that it's very easy to you know feel like as a 15 year old boy that i'm being pandered to because mm -hmm. i think that and i you know i i don't mean this to come across as an ungenerous thought i think that mm -hmm. the character was originally conceived to kind of fulfill one or maybe a few shallow purposes and yeah. then as they realize what a terrific actor they have with jerry ryan they really kind of broaden their gaze um, and I think this is one of the key episodes of really kind of, of doing that. And I think as a viewer, I feel like watching, you know, it's not like I was proved right during the fourth season where it's just like, she's just, you know, shallow eye candy or whatever, basically. That's just the suspicion of like, you know, what this character was conceived to be. And, and instead it's, you know, watching it just going like, you know, I feel like there's more here. I want to see the more, basically. And I think this is the key episode that really kind of shows you how really good she is. Um, mm. Because, you know, th this is a, like, very common, you know, for a sci-fi show thing of, like, let's give the actors something fun to do. Let's give them a bunch of characters to play. Star Trek does it a bunch, whether it's in the holodeck or they're possessed or whatever. Um, but it's always a cool mm. actor's challenge. And she's really yeah. up for it. She's really she's up for really it. She's really great. There's another episode where she has to act like the doctor because the doctor yeah. inhabits yeah. her a little bit and she's so good at it she's really she's good at it so mm -hmm. good mm -hmm. and it's like she's wearing high heels and this you know skin tight cat suit the entire time right. and 
uncomfortable, probably like they're all wearing um uh, uh shapewear and like corsets. Shapewear and, yeah. corsets mm-hmm. and boobs making their boobs bigger. And it's kind of, I don't know the word, immature, uh, not very um not playing to the top of your intelligence to think that the way to be sexy is to put a woman in a cat suit because i mean there's different ways to be sexy besides um besides that but i guess it was the 90s i don't know it also Um, speaks to that thing that that you you hear about with um ginger rogers and fred astaire and they talk about how incredible they were but meanwhile ginger rogers was doing everything fred astaire was but backwards and in heels right yeah uh, with a harder job you know and so yeah yeah yeah, i mean i think it's a similar kind of like sherry ryan's already got more things to to surmount and doing an incredible job Um, and i I really wanted to talk about this episode because i feel like she's kind of underused in picard like Mm -hmm. it was really fun to bring her back but she's so much better than what they're how they're using her i think um and i just wanted to give her give her some love in this uh (laughs) podcast a little bit her and tuvok yeah yeah i i i agree um you know and i will say i mean i think picard this season i feel this is a jam-packed season that i think is mostly pulling off the things it wants to pull off but it is it feels like it's spinning a lot of plates and i think one plate it's spinning but hasn't kind of come back to in a while is seven's arc i think she's just kind of there in the background i think for a lot of it we mentioned you know her reunion with with raffi last week which was kind of like eh, whatever yeah like bring Um, a book yeah yeah, but like one thing I really do appreciate about this series, Picard, is I think one of the things they've really gotten right for me is Seven of Nine, because I feel like I, you know, the the other half of the equation with Seven of Nine is I feel like because of the way Voyager was kind of put together, I always felt like they were always a little bit too scared to really kind of commit to really mm-hmm. substantial character development with Seven. And we might have yeah. had this conversation on the podcast before. Um, you know, it's just because like, that's just how you wrote TV back then, where it's like, you increase them a little bit, mm-hmm. you maybe reset them a little bit, you know, you want the characters recognizable. And now we're in kind of in a different place with TV. Um, but I, that where that really hurt, I felt is the finale of Voyager is so preoccupied with the getting them back to earth, you know, spoiler alert for anyone who's not gotten to the end of Voyager. <laughs> they get um, home. They make it. They get. They get. They get home in like the last thirty seconds of the last episode. Yeah. Which well, they get for home me at the several time. Several times during the season. <laughs> yeah, it's true. It's, somehow... it's true. Because there's time travel. But like, <laughs> but like for real, no take backsies. We got home. They get home like with like a minute to go in. Uh, the final episode and that always kind of bugged me a little bit if only because like but I want to see the what happens next I want to see the aftermath about it yeah yeah yeah, absolutely and one of the big things is I always wanted to see seven kind of with where she was in her you know progression back to humanity suddenly being thrown into the deep end of you're back on earth back on earth maybe Starfleet wants you or stuff like that well I I like that they brought her back but I don't know that they did as good of a job as they could have done with her with her story because I remember complaining that she wanted to go into Starfleet and everybody like Janeway like vouched for her but Starfleet wouldn't let her in which I thought was a weird choice Mm -hmm, I thought it would be better if she if it was a choice coming from her like no Mm -hmm. I choose to do this and I thought it could be interesting for I thought it was interesting for her that she was out there in the galaxy trying to 
um, do right because of all the, you know, past of being a Borg, she maybe yeah. trying to help, you know, reassimilate or unassimilate some Borg. I thought that was an interesting uh, yeah. choice. The, the choice yep. to make her bisexual is fine. I didn't have anything mm -hmm. wrong with that. It was just how it was just like, oh, suddenly she's in a relationship. It was a real afterthought. That's what it was. It yeah. didn't, it, didn't it feel is. like, yeah, yeah. yeah. There's lots of issues with the implementation. Uh, I definitely agree. Uh, I will say that Picard gave me the one scene that I was always wanting to see, which was between Seven and Picard. It happens somewhere in the middle of season one, where they talk about their post-assimilation experiences, where I just felt like, mm -hmm. this is a scene that only these two characters yeah. could have together. Yeah. And it's so valuable to me to see it. Mm -hmm. um, so no matter what, I'm so grateful that they gave us yeah. that moment. I, I agree. They could have given us a lot well, more moments. Well, let's talk about let's talk about infinite regress a little yeah. bit. Yeah. Um... <laughs> so she goes through. Through. <laughs> yeah. So so, what's the total number of personalities in this episode? Because she goes there through are so many. What the end? He's there's hundreds. hundreds. Yeah. 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 That's. Um, but the ones we see, there's a little girl. Yeah, the Klingon who tries to There's mate the with Klingon. Torres. Yes, which is yes, the Klingon, the friendly, yeah. the little girl. There's a Vulcan. There's yeah. uh, there's the mother meeting go... her son at Wolf Three Five Nine. I'm That's just trying right. to find my yeah. son, and we had to jettison the pods. They oh love mentioning Wolf Three Five Nine. They love it. They love mm -hmm. it. Yeah, mm -hmm. I love it. They love it. They love it. They love it. <laughs> um, I always thought Voyager was dark like if you were just reading it or if you weren't what you know if you weren't watching the visuals of it like the idea of this is so much creepier and darker than how they're playing it and you see it a little bit in their faces when um Janeway is talking to Seven as the mother looking for her son who's they've all died they've all been assimilated um and you see that little bit of sadness there. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. actually, there's a connection with this episode of Picard, too, that we're going to talk about because um, the shapeshifter, Vatic, she's talking about these horrific things that happened to her. And yeah, it's pretty horrific. But all we really see is just like a sad face from Picard. Like, horrific things happen <laughs> a lot on Voyager. And um, I would love for them to just re, I don't want them to redo Voyager. I want them to sort of re-edit Voyager and put it out again, just <laughs> like different. Re edit Voyager, okay. Not hmm. re, you know, re-master uh, it somehow. Oh, because okay. Because I think that they're, well, I think I it always just gen. sort of touches hmm. on it a little bit and then backs off. Um, but yeah, when Tuvok is in her mind, in the mind melds, and mm -hmm. uh, screaming. And, and using that Snapchat screaming. filter that's just yeah. like the center with the things. Yeah. Yeah. That's and, the, and the child's like, <laughs> I want to go home, mommy, 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 come me on It's really horrifying. Yeah. yeah. Horrifying stuff, man. Yeah, and they're like, why can't you act more human? It's like, well, I don't know, maybe because of all this shit that lives inside. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. And then at the end, she's like, am I going to hear those voices again? And the doctor was like, well, you won't hear them, but they'll always be with you, I suspect. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> like, okay. I also like Jamie yes. being like, well, you can start with EPS conduits. That's one way to yeah. make it up to us. It's a <laughs> Oh, thank goodness. <laughs> um, 
yeah. Naomi there's, Wildman. Um, I want to talk about. Is Naomi this her first Wildman. appearance? Yeah, this might no. be her first appearance. I think. Um, what do you mean? This okay. actress is playing her because we certainly saw her getting Scarlett Palmer's first. Yeah, we saw her as we saw her as a we saw as her a as a baby. Um, but I mean, like, yes, I mean, yeah. Scarlett Palmer is playing her basically as like the adolescent uh, Naomi Wildman because I think she's one of those like you know not to get nitpicky but like I think she's one of those like she's born on Voyager like right around the second season and this is only a couple years later but she's already like she looks like eight yeah or nine, a, potential, little soap, eight. a little bit of a soap opera timeline there it's exactly what well, no, but they, 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 yeah. they, they talk about that how how the um her because her pa- father yeah. is an alien who's oh she's a Qatarian and Qatarians age more quickly than humans yeah oh, but okay. her mother was like pregnant for a year and a half <laughs> For like two years. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it was like the second season, the middle of the second season. She's like, oh, I'm pregnant. <laughs> well, uh, yeah. But I mean, I think I think she's a great, she's great in the show though. I, I oh, she's it. wonderful. I oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. She's I really enjoy that dynamic. And I think that was like a really bold stroke, a really clever stroke to as seven is kind of re- to have like one of her lifelines basically be this 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 young child who has her whole life in front of her and also all she knows is growing up on a starship basically i i, I thought that was such a that, that creator creates a really good din- dynamic and you see the beginning of it here i think yeah mm. yeah and also like i mean it's it's sort of like being raised in the cult because she's like well i'm gonna be lieutenant and then i'm gonna be this and then i can be the captain these are my life kind options yeah huh <laughs> yeah <laughs> Sorry, I yeah. my boyfriend will tell you. I'm just, I think I think everything is a cult these days. I'm like capitalism. That's a cult. You know, improv. That's a cult. <laughs> Interesting. Well, I mean, I you know, I I kind of I was thinking at the while watching this episode. Well, it's more like kind of being a military brat, where like you yeah. grow up next to you know like army bases, or whatever, and basically just like I'm going to be in the army too. But like, if you were to just say, well, that kind of sounds like a cult too, I would not disagree with you. Hey, so. There you go. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know. So. <laughs> <laughs> um. You know, not to get off track, but like there's a super funny moment that happens in this episode because it's when the it, it it's when she has the altercation with Bolana, where Bolana has asked for two security guards to come by and she yeah, just plows through them like they're bowling pins. It's very funny. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um I love that she initiates a mating ritual with Bolana. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. then and Bolana's just like, did but before that, Bolana's did Tom put you up to this? <laughs> it's not working and then she bites her neck and then later on in the show Balana's like is this our second date <laughs> ba- back to the naomi wildman of it all very quickly yeah i'm looking i'm looking at her memory alpha and i forgot mm-hmm. so they're, they're they're like they're like a species human katarian hybrid occupation captain's assistant oh <laughs> that's, that that's so fun then they yeah. say born 2372 died 2372 replaced by duplicate you remember that episode where <laughs> oh um, yes. god two yes that's right two ships phasing in and out of yes. each other and so she's basically from I'm another that's you. right that's right from another darkness also harry Kim. yes also harry the kim and they never talk about it again show. that's the right darkness of the show that every single person died it was she and harry that survived the other sh- that's right that's right yeah um you know you know speaking of that that's what i love about memory alpha because they are so literal about it where it's basically just like no no the original one died she's a duplicate uh, i love right. the fact that just like yeah. no that's got to go in the file i love that yeah oh and then there was another horrifying episode there were so many horrifying episodes but this is the one that mm. stands out to me is they 
went to this planet and they were like mimetic and everybody copied them and then there oh, was yeah. like a mm-hmm. whole ship of people that were exactly oh, yeah. like them Oblivion. and then they started to believe yep. that they were actually the voyager crew so they left and they all started slowly dying 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 and you know what they never ever reached Voyager in the end. They never ever nobody well, ever. And knew they about ha- and they had found they had found the thing that would have gotten them home. They had found the technology yeah. of the thing. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. The, like the yeah. Sli- yeah. No. The, yeah. That one's and got one of the Voyager, bleakest endings. Yeah. So bleak. Oh my god. Because Voyager does come across the debris, but it doesn't look like anything, and it's only we that realize it's like no, that's the remains of the duplicate ship. They don't even realize yeah. it. They're just like, well, huh, whatever. That's interesting. Um, Bye. Mm-hmm. Leave a marker, I guess. Yeah. Um, yeah. Do you know where else we've seen a Katarian uh, on in the in the in Star Trek universe? Where? Uh, nope. So uh, Itana Jal is a female Katarian who uh, Commander Riker meets on Risa, and she gets oh, him to play a little game. The game, yeah. Uh, and that game um, takes over the minds of the Enterprise, and so it's one of my favorite gosh darn episodes because you got wesley mm-hmm. and um ashley judge <laughs> oh yeah fighting for the, the lives of the game. enterprise that's right just that's right brought a little game back to the enterprise yeah just gives a little dopamine into your eyes it's great yeah um <laughs> the other thing i'll say i'll say one more thing sorry i'm really a naomi wildman uh tear <laughs> but do you know what, what else that actress has been in or what her she's other things she's really uh, known for Reba. Reba. that's right yeah reba she was a little girl on Reba. Oh, okay. Survivor. Um, yeah, it's that's that's exactly what she's from. She plays Reba's daughter, and they have a lot of they have a lot of conflict, and she's great on that show too. And I think um, she does okay. country music or something. I think she's in a band or something. Oh, good for her. Oh, okay. I don't know if she's still in the band. I don't know if she uh, still she, does it. Musical. Uh, yeah, in 2014, does. she's still involved in singing and songwriting. Says Memory Alpha. Alpha. God, she's yes, 34. Called Scarlet. <laughs> 34. She's 34. Oh, my God. Oh, my gosh. That's crazy. Wow. Good for her. Yeah. Wow. Um, Um, Oh, you you know, there was was something I was, you know, there's one moment in this episode (laughs) where um, Tuvok's, um, I I felt like there wasn't enough Seven and Tuvok, you know, kind of interaction over the Mm -hmm. course of the show. Like, there's some solid stuff here. I just wish they would come back to it. Um, but um, Tuvok's plan is to mind meld with, uh, with with Seven, basically, in order to kind of, um, you know, reset and, you know, kind of purge everything, basically, as, as it should be. Um, and I was really fascinated by the doctor basically going, like, he even has a line at some point where he just says, Captain, you can't believe in this, you can't believe in this Vulcan mumbo jumbo. Um, yeah, and all I could think is just, like, mind melds are real. Like, they, like, and we, we know they're real. We know they're real. Like Starfleet's known was, about them for centuries. It was centuries. a real sort That's of weird... bones. It was a real bones McCoy yeah. thing to say. You know, it yeah. wasn't yeah. like a EMH thing to say. So, and also, mm-hmm. if anyone's going to come up with a logical solution to the problem, wouldn't it be the Vulcan? I mean, exactly. I don't... Yeah. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. It's such a weird stance to take. Just like, oh, Vulcans and their mysticism. I don't get it. like it has no scientific basis. Yeah. I'm just like, I'm sure it's been documented that there's scientific. Well, this is here. why we're talking about this episode. This is why we chose we chose this right. episode because um in the Picard episode, she's talking to somebody who she thinks is Tuvok, but she's testing him through conversation. And uh Tuvok fails because she said, You're wrong. Tuvok fixed my neural patterns. Right. Where's Tuvok? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I was like, oh. 
He did, so, now, so now we're imagining Tuvok suffering in a cell somewhere in the Picard universe. Yeah, yeah I don't like that. Yeah, I don't like no, that either. Poor guy. No. Well, I, I was, I actually, I listened to our last week's podcast twice. Um, pa- oh. this past week, is everything, I is everything okay? <laughs> I listened to it twice. Dear diary, um, I, I wrote down the top ten enemies in Star Trek. <laughs> we talked about Moriarty for like an hour when we were talking about the first episode, and then when we got to talking about Picard, we didn't bring up Moriarty even once. Well, he's <laughs> it was just. It was a good excuse to watch the Moriarty episode. Come on, you know. Yeah. I mean. Anyway, I just thought it was funny. So I prefer um, to receive notes off air. Uh, Carrie, thank you very much. <laughs> Preferably just, a half uh, hour know, before we, we roll. You know. I'm just blaming this. stuff at us. It's tough to keep track, honestly. Everything that they're throwing at us. Yeah, <laughs> speaking of criticism. Picard episodes, not a criticism. Speaking of Picard episodes, we probably should uh, talk about because uh, we could talk about this episode for a very long time, obviously. Yeah, but we're here to let's, talk about Picard as well. So let's go through let's that. Let's recalibrate then we can... our EPS manifolds. <laughs> yes, let's recalibrate our EPS manifolds. See, like you do. Yep. Okay, great. Good. We're, we're there. And luckily, these Picard ones are much shorter anyway, so we will we'll get us through. Mm. Um. So yes, With, this is. Uh, uh, season three, episode seven of Picard, Dominion. <clears throat> the Titan hides amid shipwrecks in the Chintoka battle space. Jordy uh, works against Lore's persona to restore Data's dominance of the android's mind. Uh, Worf and Raffi take La Sirena out on another intelligence mission. Seven tries to contact her former crewmate Tuvok. Uh, the respondent passes Seven's first trust test, but fails her second, revealing himself to be a changeling and leaving the real Tuvok's fate ambiguous. Picard, surmising that the changelings are using his corpse to target Starfleet's anniversary festivities, devises and enacts a plan to trap Vatic and her crew on the Titan with force fields, using Jack, who is developing telepathy, and Sydney as bait. Picard and Beverly interrogate Vatic in the trap, Vatic reveals she was one of 10 changelings whom Starfleet doctors torturously experimented on to develop a breed of super spies. Upon their escape, she swore revenge and formed the rogue changeling faction, taking her torturer's form. Beverly confirms the experiment's existence. Picard realizes he has to kill Vatic, but Geordi fails to revive Data in time to stop Lore from taking over the Titan's computers and disabling the force fields, allowing Vatic to escape, storm Titan's bridge, and announce she knows Jack's true nature. Uh, and that is uh, a very short version of Dominion. Bum, bum, bum. Bum, bum, bum. Bum, 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 bum. Mm. Um, I think this may be... This was a good episode, but of the episodes so far, this maybe is my least favorite. I don't know. Mm. It just didn't quite. It's talky. It's um, which isn't necessarily a bad thing, but it yeah. feels less like the plot is kind of hurtling along. It it really feels like the momentum has kind of flagged a little bit, basically, and now we're getting mm-hmm. to the point where it's just like, well, you know, we've given up long enough. We have to give you some answers. So here's a bunch from basically. I Still more had, to come. Yeah, but, yeah, this question made me. Uh, this episode. Ma- made me have like too many questions yeah not questions mm-hmm. that were like what's gonna happen who's gonna do this who's gonna do that but more like why right why why well, i think we that? all continue to be like what who the hell what the hell is this who's, yeah, who's jack crusher what? what the heck is right, he? right um i uh what kind of dumb trap was that that picard and beverly <laughs> thought up it's not great is it it's not great like, no 
really stupid <laughs> trap. Uh, let's just, yeah, let's let them come on and think that they are on and then we'll put them in force fields. Brilliant. Right, right. But they made it sound like there was like a cutaway when Picard said, well, maybe perhaps we have the upper hand after all. It's like you actually have not had it this whole time and still don't. No, you don't. <laughs> it was a bad idea. Yeah. Um, you had lore. Uh, maybe, you know, we don't talk about lore a lot, but lore is a bad guy. And they like, bring more bad guys onto your ship right. while you're still plugged the bad guy into your, like, <laughs> and um, yeah. like maybe turn off the bad guy while you're dealing with the other bad guy. Um, I mean, it would just make common sense to, you know, yeah, yeah get lower yeah. out of the equation, you know, a little yeah, bit. I've, just table I, it. Just table I it. I think that is a that is a famous phrase, I think, right? To have one, uh, you know. Oh, you want me to try that one again? You cut out on that one. Oh, sorry. Okay. Just to have one, nope. you know. Uh, unfortunate. Oh, I don't, I don't think your internet wants you to tell the story because it cut out again oh, in the exact same spot. Well, yeah, <laughs> well now it's not so going to be funny. It Say it again. I was just saying, you know, <laughs> I think it's Oscar Wilde said to have one villain running around your ship is unfortunate. To have two is carelessness. There you go. See, that's it's, still good. It's, it's not worth it. It's not worth it. It was <laughs> good. You quoted Oscar Wilde. You're bringing up like the classiness of this of this uh, <laughs> podcast. We appreciate yes. that. I liked I liked um uh Crusher uh name the names of the characters escape me, but Jordy's daughter said, Has Laura always been so arch? And that yeah. was such a like a trendy way. I mean, like <laughs> he's always been yeah, I mean he's always been very like <laughs> yeah. I know, but just the way she phrased that and then mm. and then Laura's saying something like the apple doesn't fall far from the no he's saying the apple is i see the apple did fall far from the tree this time or something along those lines yeah, trying to like yeah, in, in, yeah. infer okay. that it's being very <laughs> insulting stupid. yeah i think that was what it was um, it, it it felt like a nice return to like uh the the very first lore episode he's just like nasty to everybody and he picks on wesley and he mm -hmm. he shoots dr crusher's arm and catches on fire and stuff like that and like like oh, just on like being mean to data i I don't like seeing Dr. Crusher's arm on fire. I'm just saying that, you know, you know, he beats up Worf in an elevator. It was cool. Um, mm. Oh, no. Did you lose me again? We did. You're back, though. It's fine. It's fine. Yeah, um, you're back. What is happening? Just, just I just flipped out for a moment. Uh, a I, was just I was just saying that Laura's early appearances, he was more kind of nasty to the entire crew, and then he kind of zeroed in on, da on Data. It was nice to kind of go back to that he just yeah. hates everyone. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because like he only see, for some reason can only experience like the negative emotions. It seemed like at the beginning, or no, he had them yeah. all. Yes, and then, yeah, but then he, he had them focused all, in on them. He prefers the negative emotions. Yeah, yeah, and almost like you know, I really feel like you know, just like Laura, you need to broaden your he needs horizons, therapy. man. Yeah, he yeah, yeah. really does. Yeah, there was um, something about this uh, episode that was weird to me how they stole okay so they took picard's body from daystrom institute they need that okay that's kind of interesting they want yeah. jack crusher they want picard's body but then mm -hmm. picard says just in a line well they're going to they're going to do a full genetic test on me to make sure that i am who i am before i can do my speech and i'm like why you just wrote there's no reason because 
for all you're the only ones who know that Starfleet is compromised. Yeah, why, why would, would they, you, why would they need the Why would you need a full genetic test to uh, And also for, would his would his synth body pass that full genetic test? Cuz he's that's not a great really question. Yeah. That's a weird. It's such a weird little yeah. thing that they threw in there to make it make sense. And then he goes yeah. to Vadic when Vadic is um captured and says, I know you want my body to make DNA to do a full replicated version of me for a Starfleet day or whatever it is. And she just gives him a look. And like, that is not what they got his body for. No. That is not what they are needing it for. So, and we, he already knows because the previous scene before that data said to him that the aromatic syndrome in his brain is in question that that's what they were looking for not the mm-hmm. dna and oh, that was mm, just in the yeah. scene pr- prior so clearly this aromatic syndrome which he passed to jack mm-hmm. is the thing that is not actually a syndrome it's something else masquerading as a syndrome that's yeah. giving jack all these powers I have to, this is speculation, but I just have to believe that they're dead wrong about why they, why Picard's body is wanted, that they actually yeah. want it for something else. <laughs> and it's tied directly to what Jack is, which we're still waiting on. Yeah. Yes. For the next episode. Yes. Yeah. Jack is a psychic changeling, maybe. Who knows? And, Who knows and what also he is? also like really extra British, like extremely yeah. British, like not just like a British accent, but also he says things like, Cracking little sweet and yeah, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Bob's your uncle. Yeah, that was a little. Uh, it's that's a right. little, Yeah, <laughs> a little, a little forced, perhaps the um, <laughs> the Brit of it all with Jack. Um, yeah, I, and the interrogation scene too. I I felt like they did Doctor Crusher a little dirty again, making her look weak somehow in that scene. Mm-hmm. Where like, where I was like, she's a strong person who's like kept her son alive all these years. Like she'd yeah. be better at this than they're painting her. I kind of felt like, but, but then maybe she was doing that to like to set up Picard, you know, to be the better, to be the, um, you know. What do you think they mean when they say, "Do you want to lose another son?" Because I never considered Wesley as being lost. I mean, has she seen he him in twenty knows. years? He's kind of gone. I he's mean... kind of gone, but he's not lost. He why can't he just visit? Well, he doesn't he he doesn't show up for holidays, so to a mother that's the same thing. Yeah. I I know, I know. He's very busy training travelers and uh, you know helping tie loose ends of cast members they want to get rid of, you know. Honestly, if I had a son who could time travel and he still never showed up to family functions, I would find that completely unacceptable. Yeah, you're essentially you're dead to me if you don't show up for holidays. You know what I'm saying? You're dead. Mm -hmm. You can't call, you can't write. So there's no uh, there's no telephones in the liminal there's, space you live in, I guess. Okay. There's no there's no there's no. I missed it. You know, like go back. You can time travel. Go there. Yeah, you have the skills. You can't just you have trans- the skills. Transform yeah. your body and come and yeah. sit down for Easter. All right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Right. Yeah. Just kind of. Just kind of. Yeah. Also, he's just on the ready room. I mean, just go. Just go to the after show, and you'll see him there. <laughs> Yes. Um, and he's um, he's traveling around with uh, oh. the character she played in Picard season two, the Los Angeles twenty. Oh. Michael, you I... keep dipping in and out. Uh, I'm sorry. It's okay. I don't get. I don't get what's up with me. Sorry. 
It could be just an internet thing. It's all good. Could be. Um. Yeah, yeah, right, right, right. He was, he's right. He, uh, he's traveling around with, uh, the character from season two, who they kind of wrote off and like sort of put into his arms. Right. It was, uh, yes. yeah. yeah, yeah, right, 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 right. Who's also, um, a, not a real body. Also a sim. Also, also a sim. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. yeah interesting mm. interesting yeah so i mean i think that's probably what they mean when they say you've lost another son but i mean i don't know i think it's just interesting to see um to see them sort of make make that make it make sense that they have not seen beverly crusher for all these years i know they've been doing it for like eight episodes but it's just like such an out of character thing that she would have <laughs> completely been uh estranged from all these people that she spent all this time with so that yeah. part has always felt a little sticky to me yeah, mm-hmm. I, I'm starting to worry basically that they're kind of that it's we're meant to think just like, yeah, that's really strange. And that they're going to spring a twist on us like Beverly is. Not yeah, well, Beverly. I mean, if you're Beverly's hiding a, a hiding a real a, a full person that like, mm-hmm. you can't really come and talk to your friends because like how it'll be mm-hmm. hard to mm-hmm. hide a full person. Yeah, I learned that last time I kidnapped mm-hmm. somebody, you know, and I had to miss yeah. out on a couple of mm-hmm. holidays. Oh, so, yeah, mm-hmm. say no more. Say no more. I get it. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Uh, We've all been there. That- Fadik also says to her about uh, Jack, he was never really for you either. Right. So there's something there and it's not outside the realm of possibility of Star Trek that memories could be implanted into Beverly to make her think that she had a baby. You know what oh, I mean? Like no. that is not- Oh, that's so plausible. Yeah. Or, or I mean, but I mean, they are tying this baby to him though. I mean, they both have quote unquote eremotic syndrome and it does seem like it's- I would find yeah. that very cheap. Well, because there's an episode of Next Gen that, you know, son, it's very late that uh seven season episode where it turns out he's not his son. It's some sort of like weird plot that a firm. Yeah. All oh, right. They try to they try to say this guy is like right, 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 right. right. Yeah. I, I would be disappointed if it we're doing that again, where it's like, oh, he's actually not really your son. We lied. She's like, no, I think that. You know, I think that he has to be real, you know, to I some extent. I think he's real. I think that there's just something there. There's some mystery yeah. surrounding yeah. his mm-hmm. birth, which I thought was weird from the beginning. <laughs> so, well, it, maybe it will turn out that he's sort of like a Jesus kind of thing. Like it's like, oh, it's a virgin yeah. birth. And then he died <laughs> for our sins at 33. And then, uh, yeah. Um, probably not that. Uh, no, not that. <laughs> but i mean i feel like i know michael you have not seen the next episode i have carrie have you seen the next episode i I have i have yes you still don't learn all that much more no about this particular thing which is interesting i'm hearing i'm hearing rum nine is a big episode yeah the next one episode nine okay Mm -hmm. all right Mm mm-hmm well, then we have to wait till Thursday at 3 a.m. I, I don't know how they're going to wrap this up in two, three more episodes. Hey, but... if they can get the if they can get the, the crew of Voyager home in the last 30 seconds of the last it's episode true. of yeah. the seven, you yeah. know, they can figure well, it out. Well, I mean, not to put pressure on them, but I do really feel like, you know, so we're we're doing such, such cool things this season where we're paying off things that like for, you know, ever since when I was a little kid watching Star Trek and then, you know, 
um, Voyager was like as far chrono chronologically as we went, basically, you know, in this timeline. So like to see these characters come back, to put buttons on how they wound up and everything was always, has always been super cool. <laughs> yeah, like Echeb. I mean, well, you know. Don't get um, me started. I know, I know. I know. I know. Um, but but now we're getting to the point where we have two episodes left and like that's it for Picard and as far as I could tell that's it for this era of Star Trek you know right. like Strange New Worlds takes place in the past Lower Decks is kind of around the same time as this but also it's kind of doing its own thing honestly right. um, and um, and you know Discovery is going to be done soon and this new show Starfleet Academy is set in the Discovery timeline in the, the 30th century so like this is basically it for like the continuity of Next Gen crew Deep Space Nine crew, Damn. you know, even though we haven't seen them, like all that stuff, you know, Voyager crew. Well, we've seen one of them. We've seen we've seen Worf. We, we've seen Worf. Well, yeah. I mean, oh, he, yeah. I know what happens in the last episode of Picard. Cisco comes back from the. That would be the oh, so cool. Oh, that would be very cool. And that would be so cool. Everything. A little Cisco S X Machina. He just goes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, Cisco X Machina. I like that. I like that a lot. <laughs> Ooh, Cisco I'm just saying, mm. the, the, they're now at the point where like they got to wrap it all up but they have, they have to wrap it all up and like right. it really makes me feel like oh i really hope they can do this here you know well then i feel like a lot's going to happen in, in the episode nine and then episode 10 is going to be more like well one last round of poker before they put my synth body yeah. on this fire yep. or whatever you know yep. <laughs> yep. if they get you know because like um previous send-off next gen was the, the the nemesis movie which uh has a lot of detractors and i completely understand that it's not as successful as like the um undiscovered country which is the last original series movie which you know personally is actually my favorite um our original cast movie so like that was considered to be like well that was not a great like, final button I love Voyage Home, but I love Undiscovered Country more. I just Voyage Home is essentially a movie from the Muppet franchise, I would say. I mean, it's less Star Trek and more. <laughs> well, Voyage Home was my mom's favorite one because she did not like Star Trek at all, but she liked Voyage Home. So, right. um, you know, so I, I will always have maximum affection for it, but Undiscovered is my favorite. Um, probably because it's one of the first I remember seeing in the theater, but also I think it's really tightly put together and the mm -hmm. cast is great and all that stuff um and so you know like this is their attempt this is, this is their chance to finally like you know this is your undiscovered country now like this is your you know we're yeah. out the door like you know what are you going to do with it i'm really excited yeah it'll be um i'm excited to see too i mean i'm 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 definitely looking forward to trying to savor these last episodes yeah and i've rewatched them in a way that i have not rewatched other television um so mm -hmm. i you know i'm definitely enjoying it and i know when you see this next episode there's a lot of good stuff in there too that you're going to enjoy. Okay. I think Michael, I'm excited for you. Um, okay. Yeah. There's one more thing I want to say about episode seven. Uh, Go for it. it. Yeah. Well, this is a good time for our last final thoughts on episode seven anyway. So <laughs> you segued right there, uh, Carrie. Great. I love a segue. I love a good segue. Um, when, when Vatic's talking about project Proteus and they're like the atrocities committed by Starfleet, which is, I guess we could talk an hour about atrocities committed by Starfleet, but sure um the whistling would drive me mad too like i would totally be oh sure yeah you know mm -hmm. i would just be like yes i am going to kill everybody because i cannot stand this whistling and why is it three blind mice it is three blind mice and stop it and stop whistling three blind mice i'm going to murder you right That's and then they kill her in the very very like plant tentacle sort of way the yeah. torturer it's just like you know right through the the old sternum yeah. 
I'm just saying, you know, that's all you have to do to torture me if anybody out there is listening. <laughs> just start and whistling. Like, you don't, like, have to do anything else. Yeah, I'm not a fan of whistling either. So I get no. that. I definitely get that. I did like her sort of speech about a symphony of pain. Like, she's always yeah. conducting and she's kind of like, it's in that it's sort cool of phrase. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I really like too that you know that whole thing. See, this is what I'm talking like, like you know, um, unresolved plot threads and all that kind of stuff. That's always something that kind of bugged me about the Empty Space Nine, not because I thought it was bad, but more just like, yes, but what happens next? Because this is all what happens in the late stages of Deep Space Nine, where Section Thirty One is trying to create a virus to wipe out the Changelings, which you know. Bashir discovers and essentially thwarts, but Odo is aware of it, and he goes back to the Great Link. He remerges with him, so they know everything he knows. And I can never help but feel just like, what were yeah. their thoughts when Odo basically told them? So, you know, originally there was going to be a plan to basically, you know, the genocide was on the table, and we decided to go a different route. I, you know, I feel like they would probably have a reaction to that, and I like the fact yeah. that we're establishing that some of them did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, I agree with that. I definitely agree with that. Um, well, yeah, I'm excited to see how they how they end up wrapping this this wonderful series up, um, and uh, hopefully uh, they will answer every every desire we have will be answered. There will be every loose end will be tied up in the total of you know a uh, hundred and four minutes that they have left to uh, convey <laughs> this series to us um but um yeah it'll 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 be interesting any any uh recommendations of other things you guys are enjoying right now uh, even outside of star trek no no okay great so just I star did, trek i'm and not that's enjoying it. anything yeah <laughs> not enjoying anything okay cool <laughs> but look for that top 10 list of big bads from star trek coming in uh-huh. the future from carrie it's going to be very exciting it is it's bonus material good. for our podcast <laughs> <laughs> yeah i don't think i have anything to, to recommend all, all that much either although i have been diving back into a podcast on the heaven's gate cult because that's what i find <laughs> yeah, you're just, okay. i'm yeah. in cult yeah. zone that's yeah. why you think everything zone. is a cult because well i've been watching. in like for the past like three months i've been in like i read a, I read a book called cults which like did, <laughs> does all of them it's like heaven's gate and and uh, waco and um you know jim jones and all that good stuff <laughs> So yeah, if everyone's looking for some light reading, it's a book called Cults. Uh, it's light <laughs> listening. It's a podcast about Heaven's Gate. Anyway, that's my recommendation. But other than that, I guess we should. That sounds uh, really good. Yeah, thank you. And and sign uh, off. we should sign off. Right. And I guess we should do that with um, whistling three blind mice. Let's whistle three blind mice. Here we go. <laughs> I can't whistle. I'm sorry.